this is Jarf from the Cosmic Geppetto Podcast. You should check out our pod because our growing armada of panelists is exploring the multiverse for you in search of the best in comics, movies, books, TV, sports, and whatever else we feel like and working to make fan culture more inclusive. We may not always agree on everything, but hey, that's what keeps it interesting. That makes me pretty upset as well. Um, <laughs> I was real cool with you until you, know, you had to throw that song out. So by the end of the episode, Michael and Katie are friends. You are from Michael or enemies. See, you guys just changed the, the tagline of the podcast where relationships are found and broken. <laughs> <laughs> you can find our show at CosmicGeppetto.com. That's Geppetto with two P's and two T's. Join our listeners page at facebook.com slash cosmic geppetto and follow us on Twitter at cosmic underscore geppetto. Gods and goddesses, welcome back to another Point Break Minute Replacement episode where the points are pointless and the moments are meaningless. I'm Marin Kennedy. And I'm Jessa Lowe. Hey, Jessa, how's it going? Good. You're <laughs> starting out silly tonight. I'm starting out real silly. That's uh, that's just how we do sometimes on Point Break Minute. We got to keep it light and loose and lusty. Especially when we're doing a re. Uh, re- replacement yeah, episode we're doing another replacement episode because uh the guests we had uh they were I, I i feel like i didn't say this in the last episode they were a great guest and it wasn't their fault that any of this happened just you know technology is just evil sometimes and wants to you know kick us in the balls um that's an exaggeration it's more just tech a, you know, more troubles it's just a podcast you know it's uh, it didn't hurt particularly it just means we have to do it again and uh it's all right we'll move past it yeah like, just like Bodie. just like yep. Bodie. All right, so we're on uh, minute 43, or uh, Tyler has just left the circle jerk, uh, if you will, of uh, Bodhi and his cronies, the Bodhi cronies, just uh, sort the of... The Bodhis and Bodonis. The Bodonis and Jabronis, just sort of talking about how awesome they are and how they're all going to die young and just explode in a uh, uh, shower of excess. Um, and she's like, uh, she just said, uh, there's too much testosterone here. And uh, she leaves in her very shiny blue, very short dress. Which to me looks like a lamb's ear. Yeah, it looks like kind of velvet, like cheap kind of shiny polyester velvet look. It's not, it's, it, it, I would say it's like a, like a duochrome velvet where one side has that kind of white frost. Yeah. And the other side is like sky blue. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it looks... I mean, she looks good in it, but it does look like a pretty cheap dress to me. I mean, do you really think Tyler Ann is going to go out of her way to get, like, yeah, you know? <laughs> it's probably, like, the only nice dress she has. The rest of the time, she's just wearing those half shirts with the sleeves. Yeah, but, but you know, this is the dress version of her shirt that we saw from earlier. Yeah. Because there is no top to the dress. It's just off the shoulders with maximum sleeve. And all velvet and super short. 
Yeah. Well, she likes to show off her shoulders, and rightfully so. She has very nice shoulders. She does. Uh, that's sort of her feature, I would say. Um, besides, Is it? Besides those eyes. I was about to say those those saucer eyes. The eyes are the main feature, and then below the neck, it's like those shoulders are just very, you know, they kind of pop. And it's uh, anyway enough about enough ma- enough of my male gaze. Um, yeah, Marin. Anyway, back to what actually happens in this minute. Uh, she leaves, and uh, Utah follows her like a puppy dog, like uh, those mud mud puppy eyes. Uh, and uh, she has a bunch of goddamn adrenaline junkies. She's talking to him. Hope you're not buying into this bonsai bullshit. And she says bullshit in a very uh, she puts a lot of stank on that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she says, bonsai bullshit, just like the rest of Bodie's moonies. Moon, moon. <laughs> uh, so close to Bodie's cronies. Yeah. But uh, still a good phrase. Um, and the room, I, I got to set the scene for this room. I love this room. I want this room. I want to be there. You want to go to there. Yes. Yeah. You, you uh, have had a lot to say about the decor before. Yeah. I love this room because there are so many candles there's a wall of these little square windows that each little square window is just filled with candles there's random candles on the wall in random places there's candles attached to this really awesome driftwood coat rack like this this place is awesome like it looks really cool and super boho and they have this wall that looks like a memorial wall because it's like a mud cloth or maybe a batik print and it's a tapestry it's hung and on top of the tapestry are these photos of surfing and um various like waves and pictures and nobody really looks like anybody we've seen before in the pictures and there's candles coming out yeah, on the wall they're probably around stock it. photos um but we did find this weird script of Point Break. Yeah, it must have been like the original script before cuts or before shooting or something like that. It has a lot of extra stuff in it. Um, I don't know how these things really work. I'm not a Hollywood insider. Um, anyway, but this is, a, this is a little bit of the description of the room from this script we found on awesomefilm.com. Uh, int- interior, hallway, den. Johnny moves through the house looking for her as he passes the den. He sees Tyler standing inside and goes into the dark room. It is the only personalized space we have seen in the house. A kind of shrine to the Bodhisattva. Shelves filled with books and artifacts from his travels. Maori masks, a blowgun, a skeletal shark mouth two feet across, a huge fossil ammonite, an unbelievable variety of uh, tribal artifacts and marine specimens. The books include political literature, Eastern religion, philosophy, a strange hodgepodge of titles and authors. Nietzsche, Marx, the Tao, Steal This Book, The Book of Five Rings, Frederick Forsyth thrillers. Tyler is looking at a wall of photographs, and Johnny moves up behind her. Shots of Bodhi surfing a monster wave, mountain biking, skydiving, flying an ultralight airplane, bungee cord jumping, cliff diving, every kamikaze activity in the book. So, uh, there's a lot there, uh, and we see a good amount of it in the room, but it's not made out, it's not highlighted like it is here. Uh, this, the script makes it sound like it's very important that we see all of these things, and uh, they're kind of just there. 
there is still, you know, the shark mouth. There's still, like, various hodgepodges. And definitely a lot of it looks like things from Eastern religion and, you know, tribal things, you know, world travel, all of that. Um, But it does definitely make Bodhi's gang seem a little bit weirder and a little bit creepier. Yeah, and she just called them his moonies. And uh, moonies were like a cult that you find in college campuses, right? Yeah, that's what uh, our old, our uh, previous guest was telling us. Yeah, I never heard of it, but uh, it makes sense. They, they especially uh, from the last minute, it does seem like they just kind of follow him around. They do whatever he does. But it's weird because there's another point, and I don't know if it's later in the movie or if it's already been said, but they just set up house, you know, wherever is convenient, right? Isn't that right? Like they 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 travel with the waves. Yeah, and with yeah, they're only in the LA robbery. for the summer. Yeah, that's what. Uh, or they only rob banks in the summer. We I guess we don't officially know, but um, yeah, I think it's established that they they do leave. They're a bit of a nomad. Yeah, they're nomads. So I, I wonder if this is someone else's house that like that is no, friends I with think them? this is theirs. Don't you think they just buy a house and then leave it there? No, I think they squat. Okay. That's just kind of what I was thinking, is yeah, that sure. they, they squat or they rent a place because they have the money to rent. Yeah, maybe it is a rental. Yeah. Yeah, they have they would have the money to do that. And probably, you know, seedy back alley landlord kind of thing. Yeah, sure. And, but it's weird to me that they would have set up this shrine to him. Well, it did say in the description that it's the only personalized room in the house. So maybe they have all their stuff or Bodhi has his stuff that they like set up in one room and then the rest of it they don't really worry about decorating. But no, but the, but still, it's weird to me that they set up a shrine to Bodhi. Yeah. So say. did did the Moonies set it up? Like, or did oh, he we have set to worship. I, I think he did. I think he did. I think this is like his, uh, you know, like how it's described in the the script, at least. Like, he, it's his books and pictures of him doing things. Uh, it, it would be a little weird, like a little bit further than I'd think these guys would go to, like, actually, like, oh, we gotta. Make a shrine to Bodhi. Well, we're about to see later in the movie how far they'll go for him. How, how far you'll go. That's a song from Moana. Shut up. Don't even talk about that song. <laughs> uh, Do you know how many times? Uh, we've, got, we've talked about this. I, I'm, sorry. I, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm no. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, we do see how far they'll go for him. That's true. They're, they're, but there's also, in those cases, I feel like there's something in it for them. Like, they're getting the money, you know? They're gonna have. They're gonna get a share of that money. For this, it's like blind worship. I feel like they're not quite there. I feel like Bodhi would have like, oh, this is my stuff. Where I wanna, I wanna celebrate me. Like you no, know, yeah, me. me. I, I guess celebrate the great moments of my life that I I uh, think are the high points. This makes me like Bodhi a lot less. Yeah, when you really like, think about it, like yeah, I think like I hadn't I hadn't thought about that until you brought it up. Like who set this up? And it, it probably was him. And it does make him seem, you know, very vain and not as down to earth as he appears. He, he does not appear down to earth to me at all. He's if there's that's down how to he wants, earth. That's how he wants people to. He's see him. in another stratosphere. That's how he wants people to see him. I would say at least, maybe. Not I think he that. wants people to see him as mystical and well, all knowledge. I guess that's what I mean. Down to earth, like you know. When I think somebody's down to earth, I think they're normal, grounded. You okay. Know, like. Yeah, I think we mean the same thing. Myst- mystical, uh, w- you know, this sort of wise. Uh, um, I guess what I mean to down to earth is like he's he's not about he's not about showing off. You know, he's not a, he wouldn't do anything to like 
it, for pride or anything. It's all about just the rush. But this seems like something he's like, oh, this is about pride. This is about showing off. And I don't know if I quite agree with that because I think Bodhi is proud of who he is. Mm-hmm. And okay. I think he is proud of his lifestyle and he well, is. Well, I do think he is. I think that's not how he wants people to see him, though. Eh, maybe. I don't yeah. know. Maybe. We can okay. move on with a minute. Sure. So, uh, <laughs> she says, uh, Bonsai bullshit, just like the rest of Bodhi's Moonies. And Keanu says, what are you talking about? Uh, she says, you've got that kamikaze look, Johnny. I've seen it. Does he? No. He Does doesn't he? have any look about him. He's just blank. Yeah. <laughs> this is a minute where, like, we get in the, so we'll go to the rest of the minute. Um, Bodhi can smell it a mile away. He'll take you to the edge. Over the edge. Uh, there's a song. The song is playing called Over the Edge. So that's like the second time this has happened in this movie. Mm-hmm. Where the song just kind of comments on the action. And I yep. kind of like it. <laughs> it's kind of, it's cheesy. It's fun. Uh, she says, he'll take you to the edge. Past it. And then Bodhi comes in. Hey, Bodhi. Hey, and he says, <laughs> and Bodhi says, Johnny has his own demons. Does he? No, he doesn't. Um not not that I can see, at least. I feel like both of these people are just projecting onto him so hard. Like, because he's just a blank slate. I feel like his inner monologue in this might, must be like, hey, wait, what? What, what are you what? talking about? Do, huh? I don't, I don't, let's, okay. Let's wait a second, guys. I'll okay. just go along with it, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the end of that minute. Um, a couple other things. Uh, we talked about the candles, and there's lots of driftwood. Mm-hmm. And those, that's all great. There's also a CD mobile. Uh, one of those sort of hanging, like, rotating things that casts light. Um, it's like what you'd hang over a baby's crib. Yeah, but CDs. So uh, we were wondering, like, oh, are those like the AOL CDs? But it's a little too, uh, you know, a little too early in history for that. So I guess they're just, you know, L.A. Guns wonder, CDs. Yeah, but say what band CDs? <laughs> All the bands be? that we hear in this movie: <laughs> L.A. Guns, Wire Train, uh, I don't know, School of Fish. Um, They're probably just a bunch of fish CDs. <laughs> probably a bunch of fish CDs. Was fish around at this point? That's a good question. Isn't fish from the seventies? No, fish is more recent. They're like uh, Dave Matthews Band contemporaries. Really? That's how I. Th- that's what I think of them as, at least. Huh. They're definitely not like as. Old. They're not like Grateful Dead. That's what I was thinking they were. Yeah, they're definitely like you know like they're continuing the tradition of the Grateful Dead in a, a later decade. I think. Huh. There you go. But yeah, I think Fish might have been around, or at least close to it. Yeah. Um, they would definitely listen to Fish, or uh, Nathaniel would listen to Fish. Yeah, Nathaniel <laughs> the other guys thinking are, he's like really cool. Yeah, the other guys would scoff at it a little bit, but he'd be a big fish head. Yeah. Um, a fish head. <laughs> fish head. It has to be what they're called, right? One would fish hope. fans. One would hope. <laughs> um, so I, I had some other questions about this. Uh, who took the pictures of Bodie, or presumably? <laughs> yeah, Bodie. they look very much like stock photos. Yeah. But was that was that Nathaniel again, or or uh, Rosie perhaps? Like he just uh, so that's why Rosie's in the gang. That's, yeah, he just and that's does, why he doesn't surf. Yeah, he doesn't do any of this stuff. He's, he's just, just their photographer. He's just there to document. Yeah, he's writing a book. He's writing yeah. a book about this. He's actually what we don't know about Rosie is that so he's much. really an anthropologist. <laughs> yes, and so he's studying the lives of surfers by embedding himself in this culture, and he's taking these you know stock photo, National Geographic photo type photos, and giving it to them in exchange as pain for 
being able to observe and document their culture. Mm-hmm. And in the yeah, in the middle of that, has started a relationship with Roach. Yeah. Or at least a buddy relationship. Um, a blossoming love story. Yes. Yeah, I, I hope so. One can only hope. One can only dream. Anyway, uh, have anything else for this minute, Jessa? No. All right. Sounds good. Uh, I, I just I wanted to reiterate, uh, we, were, we were sad that we missed those. Uh, we won't be able to post all of those episodes we did with uh, our guest. Um, I might, uh, in the next couple of minutes, uh, maybe this one, post a along with it a, a, colla- a sound collage, if you will, of sort of the, the best of because we had uh, some good bits. Um, so uh, I'll see yeah, if I can it was, do that. We had a really fun discussion with our guest. I'm, I'm sad that we, we are not able to share that deep and fun discussion yeah again not not his fault uh andy no. our good friend andy um, love you andy is just uh tech problems with technology we're all learning here we've made plenty of blunders along our our road here and uh there just wasn't a way to really salvage it all but i'll mm-hmm. see what if i can salvage some bits and uh and sort of do a best of if mm-hmm. i can Fun fact, Andy was one of the original founding members of Movie Club with us, yeah. which is our movie That's club. That's why we wanted to get him on. And he also has a, a podcast called Moon Talk, which is about uh, crypto cryptocurrency, uh, which I know nothing about. So Me go either. check out Moon Talk. I believe they're uh, they're on iTunes now, if mm-hmm. not. And I think they're also on SoundCloud, maybe, the or they started it on that. Anyway, search for Moon Talk if you want to learn about uh, Bitcoin and all that. And uh, I'm sure you Shout can, you you can you, make Andy. your fortune. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah. Let's move on to talking about other movies. Let's do it. I'll start out. Okay. Uh, I saw. I was sick a few weeks ago now, and um, it's the worst thing on this planet. It was the worst. Let's not talk about virus. It, it was, not talk it about was it. just really terrible. Yeah, it was awful. Uh, awful virus. Um, but I was in bed for a while, and I found Paddington on Netflix. I'd heard that this movie was really worth watching, and uh, when I remember when I first saw it come out in like 2015, I was like, "That looks like the dumbest." Uh, bear, you know, children's bear movie knockoff Winnie the Pooh. I don't care about this. And then I gradually heard some rumors like, oh, actually, this Paddington movie is pretty cool. We're diehard Winnie the Pooh fans here. We yeah, don't we're big Pooh heads. For any of this, uh, um. mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're a uh, hundred acre, uh, hundred acre travelers. I don't know. Sure. Um, we're we're Chris Robbins. Uh, anyway, Paddington is really great. It's a really wonderful children's movie. It's kind of it's. I would put it on the level of the the best Pixar. Honestly, it's it's at that level. Wow. It's uh, and in some ways, it's not animated, but it has the same kind of humor. And the bear obviously is animated, and animated very well, uh, very seamlessly. Um, and the the human interactions uh, are very. It's just a really, really good movie. Really funny family movie. I highly recommend it. Watch it if you need something comforting or you have children um, and you're looking for something to watch with them. It's something that children and adults can enjoy simultaneously. Um, Sally Hawkins is in it and she's wonderful. And I like to think that she got her role in The Shape of Water from, you know, Guillermo del Toro. So I'm like, oh, she she can talk to animals in movies and make it believable. Let's let's do this. Um Although she doesn't talk to uh, to the animal in Shape of Water, um, communicates with it. Uh, and uh, Hugh Bonneville, uh, Nicole Kidman is the villain, and she really hams it up nicely. And uh, there's Peter Capaldi is the neighbor, and he's very funny. Um, and Ben Wishaw does the voice of the bear, and he's very very charming. So Paddington is wonderful. Check it out on Netflix. I think it's still on Netflix. I hope so. And Paddington Two just came out, which I heard is just as good, if not better. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. 
Awesome. Take Bad away, time. Jessa. Um, so my recommendation is going to be Nocturnal Animals, uh, the Tom Ford follow-up to uh, Single Man. And um, it is, uh, I think, better than A Single Man. And I loved A Single Man. That's high praise. That's high praise. Um, it's, it's beautiful. Um, you, you know, like anything you can expect from Tom Ford, it is absolutely stunning. The people in it are stunning. The costumes are stunning. The cinematography is stunning. It's just very, very pretty. It's, um, it's very pretty, uh, but pretty in a different way from A Single Man. And I think... Uh, I saw a review that was like, it's nice to see that Tom Ford can also make movies can make movies that are less glamorous, still beautifully shot, but not just about like these this glamorous fifties sixties lifestyle. I haven't seen a single man, um, but it's it, there's there's a lot of dirt, there's a lot of there's dirty people and grungy looking people. Uh, they're still pretty though. They're, it's they're still, still Hollywood. Pretty, Come on, except for Michael Shannon, who looks like a cockroach in all things to me. He's wonderful. But he yeah, like a he's, a, he's a really great role in this movie. Yeah, he's um, really wonderful in this. And he, he plays, uh, he doesn't play a bad guy for once. He's an ally. Yeah. To, uh, um, and uh, Taylor, what's his name? Uh, Taylor, what? Aaron Taylor Johnson. Aaron Taylor Johnson. He's the villain. He does a really great job as the yeah. villain. Um, it's yeah. just a very quick summary. He I won don't... me back from his terrible performance in Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Um, so a very quick summary. Um, Amy Adams is a um, art gallery owner, and um, she receives a manuscript from her ex-husband, who is an author. And her, she starts reading the manuscript. She's very, very lonely. Um, her current husband is always away. And as she's reading the manuscript, it becomes pretty clear that it is a very violent parable of their relationship. And um, it would be really horrifying to read if somebody would send that to you. Um, I'm not going to go into anything more than that because I think it unfolds nicely on its own. Yeah. The Um, the other part is that the cool thing about it is you get to see the book as a movie, too. So there's like a movie within a movie, mm-hmm. and it's very nicely nestled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I think it's really good. Um, so yeah, go see Paddington, and then to make yourself feel really weird, go see Nocturnal Animals. Yeah. All right. Thanks for uh, joining us again for another Point Break Minute, and uh, we'll see you next time, brah. Mm-hmm.